Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. Today, if you're listening in real time, it's Tuesday, and we are walking through Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. If you weren't with us yesterday or you haven't been with us, it's totally fine. You can listen to today as a standalone podcast, but I do recommend going back and listening to some of the other podcasts. I have heard from some of the listeners that they have been helpful. <laughs> to God be the glory. Verse 8, Philippians chapter 2, verse 8 in the Amplified Bible. After he, meaning Jesus, after he was found in terms of his outward appearance as a man for a divinely appointed time, he humbled himself still further by becoming obedient to the Father to the point of death, even death on a cross. Amen. Today we are focusing on outward appearance as a man. Outward appearance as a man. And the Amplified Version adds, for a divinely appointed time. You know, I, I really, I love to research these these. Um, the, the word of God, the, specifically for the podcast, these verses. And when I was going to research outward appearance, I felt God telling me to really focus on the word man. And I'm like, man means people. Why do I have to look that up? But trying to be obedient, <laughs> I looked it up. And then I went, oh, I get it, Jesus. <laughs> so in the Greek, the word that is used here for man Obviously, it doesn't just mean man like genetically a man. It means all people. But um, what I thought was so interesting is that it says in the definition in the Greek, it says with the added notion of weakness. So it's not just um, like flesh as far as like the physical it also has to do with the spiritual so it says with the added notion of weakness by which man is led into a mistake or prompted to sin i love that because i think so often we lose sight of the fact that jesus was absolutely a human being even though he was absolutely god he was absolutely a human being and so when it talks about the outward appearance as a man for a divinely appointed time He was held in the confines of human flesh. So there were certain things he couldn't do. Now there were certain things he could do. Like we know he could walk on water. We know he could walk through the crowd that was trying to throw him off the cliff when he was in his hometown, um, trying to reveal to them who he was and trying not because his effort fell short, but because their their effort fell short. Um, And so as we look at this word um, that means man is the outward appearance of man it's interesting to me that Paul used this word very strategically to remind people that Jesus was here in flesh and blood and he was in the flesh which meant he was capable of mistake or prompted to sin and I think it's so interesting that people just think he was a regular person and like people that don't believe in Jesus as the son of God but realize that he actually did humanly exist um because we can't deny the existence of Jesus as a human being there's records of people having seen him but what people do is they try to minimize who he was as also fully God and as the Messiah and as the son of God um and so this idea of or this this concept of him being being the possibility of him making a mistake or being prompted to sin to me is so powerful because he didn't he didn't sin Jesus was without sin which was why he was the perfect sacrifice for us on that cross and by taking on all of our sin and it just humbles me it humbles me so deeply 
the love that Jesus had for us, but in his perfection, he was still willing to suffer for our imperfection. So let's pause and reflect. What are some of the things that you recognize you need Jesus to pay for for you? And we'll be right back. One of the things that I reflect on often (laughs) because I want to grow in my maturity with Christ is the fact that when I find myself in sin, which is most often my attitude about something or my response to something, um, when I find myself in sin, I find that the conviction of the Holy Spirit breaks my heart for adding one more reason to put Jesus up on that cross. And I think about all the things that he paid for for me, like all the sins in my past, goodness gracious, especially before I was before I was saved, I didn't even realize a lot of what I was doing was sin. But even the sins of my past as a Christian when I was just in disobedience, and even the sins of my present as a Christian when I'm in disobedience, um, and I know there'll be plenty of sins in the future. <laughs> But, and I'm not laughing because it's a laughing matter, I'm laughing because I'm trying to mask my frustration that I can't overcome certain things in my life that I want to do better at. Um, But I say all that to say that we are not to feel condemnation when we are in recognition of our sins. We are saved by the blood of Jesus. We are paid for. And we don't have to beat ourselves up. What we have to do is to turn away from sinful behavior and ask God, for his Holy Spirit to fill us and give us a desire for him and to help us to truly not be tempted to do those things. And I love Jesus' example. I mean, he was walking around and basically living with 12 very different people with a lot of personality. And I can't imagine how annoying that must have been sometimes. And yet he continued to not sin. Um, I mean, when we think about James and John and how they wanted to sit his left, his right, like that's so obnoxious, (laughs) but I can say that and then know that there are plenty of obnoxious things that I do day in and day out that I'm sure would make Jesus roll his eyes if he didn't love me so much and see it coming because he knows my future. (laughs) So as we live our holiest, hot mess lives, I pray that whatever you are feeling guilty about or bound by, that you recognize that you don't have to feel that way because Jesus already paid for it. He's not surprised by the dumb, sinful things that we do. And he is loving us just as much in the midst of our bad decisions and our sinful decisions as he loves us when we're shining greatly for him. So I pray that as we live our holy, happiness lives, that we are encouraged that Jesus came in the outward appearance as a man, that he truly, for a divinely appointed time, was here so that we could be encouraged that one day we will be there with him and that this is not our home and that all the things we suffer through right now are temporary. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming in the outward appearance of a human being that we know that you know what we're going through and that you understand our temptations. Lord, help us to be more like you. Help us 
to walk by the Spirit and not the flesh. And help us not to give in to feelings of guilt and condemnation. Help us to recognize that we are to repent and turn away from those things that are not of you. But we are not to be bowed down and bound up in any type of guilt. Because you have already paid for our sins. So we are not condemned. Thank you, Jesus. In your holy, precious name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I pray this was a blessing for you. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe. And that you'll come back to your more tips and strategies on how to live your holiest, hot, mess life. God bless. Thank you.